Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. show i have poked myself directly into the fucking eyeball as we go on here god damn it what fucking time is it right now i was in such a good fucking mood i was so excited i was pumped i was prepared i have graphics i gotta show you guys i've got fucking topics galore i'm here to talk about fucking pro wrestling with you fucking guys we're gonna talk a little bit about the mcu here we got big plans and i'm tearing I am tearing out of my eye, literally putting the fucking headphones on. I jabbed myself, I gimmicked myself right in the fucking eye. So not only is Facebook fucking me, but my fucking finger is fucking my eye. What a fantastic 30 or 40 fucking minute span I've just had. I'm hoping my, uh, this is almost almost similar to uh, slicing my finger before that one live episode I did. Very similar, but not nearly as fucking deadly so here we are guys uh i am prepared but not fully prepared uh as most of you know because i see a few familiar faces nancy how you doing uh i'm so sorry you haven't been feeling so well i'm gonna ask you about that in just a little bit my eyes Ugh, what a good start uh Saul is here, pombo's in here we got a couple of regulars in here so you guys are already aware uh that um when I start these shows, I'm completely off my game right now because my eye is completely... I feel like my eyeball literally indented in. All I did was put the things on like this, and when I went to go here, I fucking umaged myself right in the goddamn eye. Jesus, Jiminy Ghost of Christmas Christ. My eye is tearing up. So I'm hoping within the next few minutes, I will heal and be better because I was in such a fucking good mood... And, uh, and I'm trying to regain that momentum here. This was supposed to be water. It isn't now. So this is what's keeping me going. This is my uh, creative juice. Mm. 
So how's everybody out doing out there? This is Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I told you guys that uh, I'm going to be doing less live shows just for the scheduling conflict of it. Um, it is really good to see you guys. I miss you guys. I miss talking to you guys. That's why I'm so excited. It was like going out to see, it's like it was like going out to see your friends and hang out for about an hour or so, you know. And, and you get all hyped for the evening and just everything's fucking collapsing. So let me start off uh, right off the top here. Um, Facebook and I are not friends right now. Facebook is on timeout uh, because for whatever reason. Uh, I usually have all my programs ready to go and pre-programmed. I have a consistent key that I use for my live stream. Everything always runs nice and smooth. As you guys know, you've been here before. About 6.40, 6.45 is when I prep that pre-show, that wrap that you guys, that little B-roll footage you guys just saw a second ago. Um, and then around 7 o'clock, bam, on the money, we get going we, and we uh, get off uh, to a good start here. Uh, right around 6.45, the normal time, I went to go put my programs in and let it go and ensure it all out. And uh, it it wouldn't go. I kept pushing the button and it would not go. And I just kept trying to figure out what it was. It went through settings, all kinds of stuff. And going through all the settings locked my system up. So I went to restart. And of course, uh, in this exact fucking moment, my system needs to fucking update. It never notified me that it needed an update. I usually restart my computer every morning to make sure that I don't have any surprise updates in situations like this. But of course, I'm in a rush, and my system's like, whoa, whoa, time out. Uh, I need a minute. And it just took a sweet fucking time, and that's how we got here. We're super duper uber ridiculously late. For those of you who will not be able to stay with me for the two hours, I completely get it. I'm behind on time here, but I am still committed to the two hours because I got a show here that I have to record for Podbean and all kinds of stuff. I have the obligation to be here and keep talking. So you can come in and out. You can do whatever you'd like. Uh, uh, if you've been waiting for me to come on, I apologize. Uh, my number is not normally as is not as high as it normally is at the start, and I think that goes along. Uh, a long way with uh, how I going. Pombo, that's why you should get a Mac. This is why you should get blocked. Because you know what the fucking deal is with me and Max. Pombo, you know better than that. But I'm going to go ahead. We're just going to get right into this. Let's just get started. And, of course, we have to acknowledge right at the top, you saw the graphic. I don't normally start my shows with the 10 bell. But because of our little situation here with Facebook, I honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how long I have. Uh, before it either conks out or reassigns or whatever the hell's going to happen. So I don't know how long I'm going to have before it cuts me off. So I decided to go ahead and start with the bell and pay our tribute uh, to Road Warrior Animal, who passed away uh, not too long ago, about a day or so ago, right? This is right before we went on the air here. Uh, he had passed away. I believe the graphic was there about 60 years of age on the money. Clean, 1960 to 2020. And uh, we will be reuniting the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors uh, in the heavenly gates, uh, the, the great wrestling show above. And you know they're booked top billing. And they'll get to come out to their original music, which is the better song. I like the LOD music from WWE, believe it or not. But at the, the other one with the pads and the black face paint, I'm ready for it. So a lot of people uh, affected by this in the industry. As a matter of fact, I had an interview set up that morning to speak with an individual who was going to be on the show and we had to cancel because he had to head to he had to head over to take care of some business and he's really close to the family so to that gentleman I and and the entire Laurenitis family I, I uh 
send you our condolences from here uh, from Orsini's Uncensored Mind, but I wanted to get that out of the way right up top and let everybody get a chance to pay their respects, which they're doing in the comment section. So thank you uh, for sending out your condolences to that family. Uh, as you guys can see, I'm rocking a new shirt today. I got the uh, in solidarity to my brother, uh, the good old Stephen James. I've bought the merch. I've got the Hive Mind Radio shirt right here. Uh, I've been a guest on that show. I've co-hosted the show uh, over time. Can't plug them enough. Good people. Danny Axel, Stephen James, the good folks over at Hive Mind Radio. You can catch them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. by going to twitch.tv backslash hmradio. They're a fantastic show. They're hilarious. They have all types of topics uh, that they talk about and they rag on. A lot of it's music-based, a lot like here where a lot of it is uh, wrestling-based. They're more music-based, but great conversations, hilarious dude. They're allowed to swear on the, on the air just like I am, so you know I approve of that. So uh, Hive Mind Radio, again, twitch.tv backslash hmradio is where you can catch those guys. And if you're not, if you're, if you're not through purchasing shirts and you go ahead and head over to hive mind radio to get their shirt don't forget to get mines pro wrestling tees.com backslash a j o u m i need to get a graphic for the screen again that was my plan but oh, i wasn't ready because of the stupid stupid things um but yeah it's pro wrestling tees.com backslash a j o u m you can still have access to the classic orsini logo shirt and the new comic book one which is over in my closet as we speak freshly fresh out the laundry bin it smells great it's got that all scent to it it's fantastic uh also wanted to let you guys know some good news so i have a uh i wish i had it in front of me it's over there i have a lot of platforms that i'm on uh google play music spotify our heart radio all the major ones and there's a new major uh music provider out there right now amazon has jumped into the game amazon music brand spanking new it's gobbling up all kinds of content for their new platform and your boy got approved he is now on or i am now on amazon music as well i'm telling you guys or cd's uncensored mind can be found anywhere at any time and if you ever get bored if you're not just because a lot of people love the live shows i love them too but if you ever get bored and you're missing me and you just want to hear a little wrestling knowledge in your ear head over to any of those platforms of course the main place to catch the episodes ajoum.podbean.com we got that whole thing figured out if you haven't been listening to the episodes, I'll catch you up. Podbean locked me out not too long ago, too. And I had to go and call them on customer service. I told the whole story about two episodes ago, uh, 156. So you guys can check that out. But I, I went through that whole deal. Everything got figured out. Your boy here, Orsini, handles his business. House of O is riding high right now. So I just wanted to pay some bills, get some of that stuff out the gate, and uh, we have done that. So now let me go back here. I'm going to plop on uh, this. Let me see. Kablooey. That is the phone number to call in if you want to call the show here at any point in time. That phone number is 917-397-6101. That is your option to call in. Now here's the deal with the call-ins. Um, 
Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I use Google Voice. I'm not going to go ahead and lie to you. I use the Google Voice. It's a free service. It's a phone number. It's an easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy type situation, but here's the deal. Sometimes it works with Facebook Live. Sometimes it does not. I've tried different settings. I've tried different things. So if you guys give me a call tonight and I'm able to get you on the air, we'll talk. If I get you on the air but the audience cannot hear you, I will not continue the conversation because defeats the purpose of having the conversation if nobody can hear it but the two of us great for my pod being service because i'm recording this uh not so great for the listening public here in facebook world so i'm just giving you guys the heads up there's no problem in calling the number but at the same time if they can't hear you then i gotta i gotta cut it off i don't mean to be rude about it i'm just being up front and i only have but so much time to get through the show here so that's the deal with the phone number i'm propping that on the screen and uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into this. So I told you guys, can I call now? No, you can't call now because I haven't given you anything to call about yet. <laughs> give me two more minutes of your time and then you guys, are, it's a fucking free-for-all. I don't give a shit. But I want to get this out of the way really, really quickly. I'm crackling. Pombo is going to get on my ass if I don't get this shit figured out. So hold on. Let me change some things here. Okay. So uh, let, me go, let me go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Uh, I told you guys we would be having a discussion tonight that might be a tad on the controversial side. Uh, And what I mean by controversial, I don't mean like it's a taboo subject. I just mean in the sense of controversial, in the sense of we're not going to agree on the answer. It is, I'll be honest, a very subjective answer. There really isn't a wrong answer here. But I'm going to go ahead and put it on the screen, and then I will explain what I'm talking about here. So let's prop that up. Kablooey. So, uh, Generation, I'm going to move that over because it's blocking the logo. I don't know why that was the one fucking thing that didn't go where I wanted to go. Here we go. Generation Debate. I am conducting a survey. Pombo said he just got the T. So I called already. No answer. See? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a very... It's very iffy. I don't know. Sometimes these things, I got to get a better service. That's what it comes down to. Always got to spend the money and uh, get a better service. You get what you pay for when you get free service. That's what it comes down to. So I'm going to go ahead. Thank you, Saul, for letting me know. So I'm going to go ahead and remove that then because sometimes I'm not going to keep going through that all night. So we'll just leave it there. So here's what we're going to do. So generational debate. I'm conducting a study. I'm curious. I want to know where people's heads are at. So I came up with this very unique idea, and I hope you guys are willing to play along with me. Now, here's the deal. Generation debate. By the end of this show, you'll have a better idea of what kind of experiment I'm I'm running here. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop a question on you. Okay? I'm going to drop a question on you, but I don't want you to answer right away. I want you to think about your answer for real. So right now the time is about 7:54, 7:55. Okay, I was hoping to do this. I was hoping to start by seven so I can come back to this at eight. So what we'll do is, is I'll shorten the time down. I'll say it was about. It's going to be eight o'clock soon. I'll say about 8:30. About 8:30, I'll come back to this. So I'm going to give you guys the question now. I'm going to allow you to think about this. Maybe write it down. I don't know. Just ponder. And then at 8.30, we're going to get balls deep into this, and I want to hear your answers. I'll start off by giving you mine, and then we'll go back and forth because I'm conducting an experiment. I want to see where the fans, I want to see where your heads are at. 
Okay? So it's a little bit of a homework assignment. 30 minutes is all I'm really going to give you based on how much time I have to give. So here's the question. Here's the generational debate. Okay? It's a 10-man tag. You're the booker. You're the promoter. This 10-man tag is going to be the main event of whatever super card you're putting together, right? So all I want to know is the participants of the 10 men, okay? I'm going to give you five. The question is, who is your five, okay? I keep closing my eyes because I got stuff in it, so don't worry about it. The Asian, the Chinese-y thing, it's, it's going to stop, I, I promise you. Once my eyes stop with the burning, I will be less Asian-y on camera, okay? But follow me on this. You're the booker, you're the promoter. You got a, ten, a big 10-man main event. Okay, and yes, I was watching Invasion recently, and so this came to mind. Okay, so 10-man tag. I'm going to give you five on one side. You need to come up with your preferred five at 8.30. Okay, so the five on one side. This is the team, Team Legends. Okay, Team Legends. Okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, that's the five on one side. Your answer needs to be the other five. Now, who are they going against? That's the question. Here's the criteria. You have to pick five performers who are current performers on the main roster for the WWE, meaning only Raw, only SmackDown. No NXT, just Raw, just SmackDown. Who's your squad? Who is your five guys who's going to go against Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels? That's the five. I need your five. Hold it at 830. We'll come back. We'll come back to it. But that's the question. That's the homework assignment. I'm going to be back at 8.30. At 8.30 I'm not going to actually leave. I'm just saying I'm going to come back to this topic at 8.30. And I'll start at 8.30 by giving you my five. I'm going to give you my five, and then I'll, we'll go down the line just so I'm not hedging my bets so you guys aren't thinking that I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying. I'm going to give you mine, and then you'll give me yours. So that's the generational debate. I'm conducting an experiment by the end of this show. Uh, It'll make more sense to you. Trust me. I put a lot of thought into this. So that's the question. Okay? 8.30, we come back to it. For those who come in, you meant the Attitude Era Legends. I just left it at Legends. There's no... They're still Legends. It doesn't fucking matter what era they're from. I don't really give a shit if the Attitude Era Legends are not. They're just Legends in general. It's the Legend Squad. Right? That's what it is. We, we don't need to get specific. I don't really give a fuck. It's those five guys against whatever five you give me in a little bit. Okay, so that's the question. If we come in anywhere, if any if new people start showing up along the way between now and 830, they just asked out. They should have got the invite when they got the invite. So we'll turn that off now. We're going to go ahead and get into the topic of conversation. So tomorrow night, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, tomorrow night is a big pay-per-view. Clash of champions. Uh, every time the WWE, that was not me, that was a chair, I swear to God. Uh, every time the WWE opens its mouth and regurgitates anything revolving around WCW or NWA, I always, my skin always fucking crawls. Everyone already knows. 
Uh, I, I think to this point, even casuals are aware that Clash of Champions was an NWA WCW thing. It's all over the network. Everyone knows at this point that this is just uh, this is a Great American Bash situation. This is just another another WWE trying something different, even though it's not really different type scenario. So, real quick, I'm not going to go through. I'm going to name them all. I'm, I'm going to save us some time. I'm going to name them all. These are all the matches that will be taking place tomorrow. And then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and actually you know what I think it's more fun. I think it's more like like I'm gonna name each one and then we'll do a little something for each one. Okay, how about that? So we'll start right off with the pre-show here because the pre-show is already causing a lot of controversy as it is. Oscar uh, ran through the gauntlet. Uh, she is the Raw Women's Champion. She'll be defending that championship against Zelina Vega, which is for some reason a, a hot topic for people, and it's. It's you're either on one side or the other. You either don't know a goddamn thing about Zelina Vega or her history, or her training or anything, and you just are unsure as to why she's even getting a championship match, or you're on the other side of it where it's uh, insulting for Oscar to even be on the pre-show, considering everything that she just went through uh, to become the Raw Women's Champion. It's kind of a step down at this point. But that is the uh, pre-show matchup. It's going to be Asuka against Zelina Vega. I have a small personal history with Zelina Vega. I know who trained her. I know <laughs> how well she was trained. She's obviously a very good performer uh, in the right circumstances. And I think this Sunday pre-show Asuka, Zelina Vega, uh, they're going to get a lot of time. A lot of people... Uh, Selena's not in this match. Selena Cantania had passed away about 20 years ago, Pombo. You need to, you need to get your wiki game up. Anything for the Salinas. Salinas. She passed away, bro. You, you, too soon, by the way. It's Zelina with a Z, my friend. And, uh, this particular match, uh, being on the pre-show is actually really good for Zelina. Uh, because on the pre-show... Even though, yes, you're still given a time limit, if you go over, you're not fucking anybody up. And anybody going over before you isn't going to fuck you up. Whatever time they're getting for their match, it is the time that they're going to get. So that's really good for Zelina Vega. That's going to give her an opportunity to showcase what she can do on a physical level. Uh, she's already proven that she's a hell of a talker. She's earned her stripes. WWE audiences have uh, already accepted her in. Now it's just about trying to convince people that someone that... Uh, four foot ten is or nine is going to be able to compete against someone like Oscar. So we'll see. Uh, I actually don't know which way that could go. Obviously, I see Oscar re retaining the championship here. There, that's the chair again because <clears throat> I'm trying to set up my uh, my foot here. Uh, yeah. So Oscar is definitely going to be retaining. I don't. I mean, unless they really want to shock people uh, and give it to Zelina. But again, people's heads will fucking explode if Oscar went through all that garbage to get the. Raw title back just to lose to Zelina Vega on the very next fucking show. Oh, Payback was the next show. Jesus Christ. Uh, but the very, very next show, I guess, if she was to lose it immediately after, I mean, the whole Oscar's been buried group is going to fucking shit an entire rotisserie chicken. So I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it, uh, 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 I wouldn't put it past them to do something crazy, but... Oscar's pretty much going to go ahead and walk away with this. Let's take it to the chat here as uh, Saul is helping Pombo out with his Zelina situation. And uh, Saul says Zelina versus Molina. Book it. Well, Molina's not signed. 
I know the dirt sheets will let you know, will try to fill you in on whatever it is, but as of right now, Zelina's I mean Zelina. Melina's not a WWE superstar. Uh yet. Could it be leaving leading? Could was there negotiation? Who knows? Nancy says Asuka, hands down. Has to be hands down. You would think Jesus Christ, to do two matches at SummerSlam to run a program with the two hottest heels in the business. Uh, and then just lose to Zelina. I mean, I know that she's good for the chase, but fucking hell. Asuka's not going to lose till she fights Bianca Belair. I'm waiting for Asuka versus Bianca, baby. I'm waiting for that. Please, dear Lord, give that to us. Oh, what is this? There's a, I'll leave it to Pombo to start leaving gifts. Oh, there we go. It's an upset chicken, it looks like. <laughs> uh, so let's go on to the uh, main card here. The SmackDown Women's Championship will be defended yet again by Bailey, who is on a historic run, and it doesn't look like it's going to be ending anytime soon now that they're building toward the program with her and Sasha. So it's going to be Bailey versus Nikki Cross, which is unfortunate for Nikki. We all know this is going to be one of those uh, carry the torch, pass it to the next person type of situations. They need. An opponent somewhere in there to bridge between Bailey and Sasha. Nikki's going to give Sasha a great match. Um, I can see Sasha getting involved and costing Bailey the match, but not the championship. Or Bailey goes over and Sasha gets the beatdown toward the end. Uh, I see them pursuing this a little bit for, uh, further. I was kind of hoping they would save this match up for Mania, but it looks like we're headed to Hell in a Cell with this because they're kind of accelerating this. I don't like that. I, I don't need... Listen, I'm not a sexist. I've explained this a thousand times on the show. I've said it a thousand times. Sometimes the women are the are the best uh, part of this show. I think those... I think the matches that they had at SummerSlam, the, the two matches that Oscar was in, was two of the best matches on the entire card. Having said that, I don't need women inside the fucking Hell in a Cell. I've seen that before, and it did not go well. <laughs> And I think it really hurts the ladies, to be honest with you, because they're great athletes, they're great performers, but physics and science is what it is. Taking a 120-pound female, or in Sasha's case at the time, what is she, like 87 pounds? And we're still talking about Sasha in the situation too, so let's be careful. Uh, Sasha being 87 pounds, I mean, they'd have to measure Sasha in ounces to break a table or to put her through a cell match. It didn't work. They tried, but they're... The women are fantastic workers, and they're fantastic wrestlers. The violence of that kind that you need for Hell in a Cell, it's a little different. And I'm not saying women can't work it. I'm just saying the way that they work it here in the WWE, it's, that's not going to work. You need women with, some, not for nothing, you need women with some girth on them, some meat on the bones to get in there, real, real healthy-sized women to get in there and really fuck each other up inside of a cell. So I know that they're heading toward the Hell in a Cell. I really wish they weren't, but it looks like they will. And I love Hell in a Cell matches for blow-offs. It looks like we're going to use Hell in a Cell to really kick this program off, which leads us to what? what? If it does get to Mania, I mean, what are we doing after Hell in a Cell? You can't do what are you gonna do? A, uh, where are we at? Los Angeles? You gonna do a, a inner city street fight? You gonna do a, a, a South Central brawl? What the fuck are we gonna do? Uh, so, uh, Pombo says they're fast-tracking. Yeah, they are fast-tracking, and I don't, don't understand why. Uh, uh, for st they do so many things that take... Mysterio and Seth Rollins. We'll, we'll get into this shit in a second. 
But Mysterio and Rollins is the feud that will never fucking die. But Sasha and Bailey is the one they have to fast track. I don't understand. I don't get it. But it is what it is. Uh, Flair is injured. Yeah, for now. Might be pregnant. Oh, Charlotte might be pregnant. Is that what you're saying? He had to he had to fix her boob. Said so. Yeah, I thought that was what it was. I thought it was augmentation surgery. I don't know anything about pregnancy. We're not breaking any news here on Orsini's Uncensored Mind. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was her tits that we were talking about here. Either way, whether she's pregnant or getting a boob job, her tits are involved. So let's go ahead and move on to the next fucking matchup. Uh, the ladies have the floor here. Uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team title matchup. Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, uh, the fighter in the stiff against uh, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. Uh, I w- I'm not going to use the term piss break directly because I know Shane is a hell of a worker and so is Ruby. But they're they're going to break their spines in multiple places trying to carry Nia Jax and Liv Morgan through yet another tag team match. So I don't know what to really say about that one. That tag match is what it is. It's for the tag titles. Huzzah, I guess. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the line. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Lucha House Party. You know what's funny? If I was to go to an indie show or an Impact show, or hell, maybe even AEW, I'm not sure. If I was to go to any other show, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> And besides a WWE event, and I saw Cesaro... And Shinsuke Nakamura, first of all, that alone, on the same team. Claudio and Shinsuke on the same team. That's awesome. You look across the ring from them, you see Kalisto, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado. All great athletes, make great for the, get great names for themselves outside of the WWE. You put that match on any card that's not the WWE, and that match steals the fucking show. That match sounds so fucking good outside of the WWE bubble. But this match is taking place inside of the WWE bubble. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's not going to go well. Uh, I have always dreamed of a day where I would see Cesaro and Shinsuke together. I'm seeing it, uh, and I couldn't care less about it. And it's not because the two guys in particular are just doing things that are not very good. It's just if the WWE does not seem to care about Shinsuke or Cesaro. And because they don't care about Shinsuke and Cesaro, it's really making me not care about Shinsuke and Cesaro. I, I, don't, I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel it when they do their entrances. I don't see. I don't feel it when they, when they hit the uh, uppercuts or when they hit uh, the Kinshasa. I, I I don't. It's good. You look at it. It's wrestling, but I don't feel the same way I did when either of them either first got there or before they got there. It's they're just. It's the system of it. The WWE system just has it at a place where it's just. Uh, 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 every match is just a, a a a feeder of just the same people over and over and over. Different lighting, different clothes, a few different moves here and there, but it just feels like it, there's no standouts to anything anymore. Even the top stars, 
we're living in a world now where a guy, can, Drew McIntyre is a WWE champion, and he'll be somewhere near the top of this card. And if he lost a belt tonight, the very next pay-per-view, where do we in September? Hell in a Cell, he could be on the pre-show, and they wouldn't bat an eye. Nobody feels really that special anymore, and it kind of sucks because these guys, and it's not going to be all three members of the house party. It's going to be two of the three, because it says even here, Kalisto, Grand Mantelik, and Slash or Lince Dorado. So it's only going to be two of the three. It won't be uh, like a handicap match or anything, but any comp, any order of the three, you pick any two of those three, and they're all nasty. And again, Cesaro and Shinsuke, I'm telling you, anywhere else this would be this would be top of the card. Cesaro could have been WWE champion lots of times, but Vince doesn't see it. Well, it's not just Vince. There's a lot of people who don't see it. You see it, so I see it, but we're wrestling fans. We're hardcore people. We know what we're looking at. We know When we see wrestling, we know what we're looking at, right? So when, when guys like you and me and we sit down and we watch wrestling, we can tell the shit talent from, from the good talent. We can do that. We've been watching long enough. We're fans. We, we know how this stuff works. We can see good talent from bad. Unfortunately, the dollars that come into the company come from the people who don't see those things. They see the fuck-ups. They see the Freudian slips. Uh, Cesaro doing the promo about the four ropes. Uh, Cesaro uh, will have a hot match where he's the hot tag and he does all this crazy stuff and the swings and all that stuff. But then when he wrestles the big guys or speedy guys and it just it just doesn't look right to them and they and they lose him. Nakamura was the same thing. Nakamura's <laughs> Nakamura's aura was getting his ass kicked and get, and kicking the ass of the guy in front of him. And WWE is just they're not a fight atmosphere. They're just not. They're performers. Uh, they put together matches and that's not what Nakamura does. Now people. All around the internet say it all the time. Oh my god, I wish she would leave and go back to New Japan. I don't necessarily think that Shinsuke is against this. Uh, he's been beating his body to shit for fucking years. So for them to... For him, I should say, to be in the position where he can finally take care of himself financially and physically. I don't necessarily know that he's against what he's doing. I, I don't think he'd still be there if he really was bothered by the style. So I don't know if he's in a position really to to want to leave or to want to change much, but what he is doing, whether he wants to do it or doesn't want to do it, it's not really doing much for people. So, I mean, that's coming upon him. It's his career. I can't tell anybody any different. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships are on the line. The Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, are... Um, Defending the tag titles against Andrade and Angel Garza for the umpteenth time. Uh, I sense, I smell title change here. It's all over it. It's Clash of Champions. Uh, if, you're going, if you're going to change something, if, you're go- if, if a title is going to change hands on this pay-per-view, it's going to be that one. It's going to be that one. I think that the Raw Tag Team Championship changes hands here. Andrade and Angel Garza uh, cannot keep doing this shit over and over and over and over and over uh, and, and keep losing and still maintain any status. They have to go over at some point. Street Profits are pretty much over on Raw. And I don't mean over as in bad or done. I just think they're literally over. I think they've been accepted. You can put them in different positions. Comedy, straightforward. They can tell a story. They're useful. On, the, on this brand. They don't need to be the tag team champions right now. 
uh, to be effective. So Andrade and Angel Garza, I think this would be the time to do it. Paul Green says that he disagrees. Please feel free to type in the chat. I'd love to hear your reasoning behind that. I'm not just I'm not saying that they will retain. I'm just saying, you know, I, I can see the Street Profits still winning as well, but I don't know. I can't. You can't keep beating Andrade and Angel all the time, over and over and over. They gotta get something somewhere, and I know they just want a four way or a three way or whatever the fuck on Raw, but it's not beating the champs. It's not the same thing. They gotta get a fucking win somewhere. They're going to split. I think the U.S. or I.C. title changes hands tonight. Okay, well, we'll get to those matches in a second. Uh, you're saying you think Andrade and Angel split. See, my only problem with that is if you're going to split them, you got to have somewhere for them to go, and I don't think they have somewhere for them to go. I don't think Andrade right now is in the best of positions socially within the company because his girlfriend or fiance or whatever the fuck is off doing whatever she's doing, and he's ultra-talented. But I, th I really do believe that Angel Garza right now is in a better position <laughs> to do something on Raw than Andrade is. I don't know if it's an attitude thing or an age thing or whatever it is. But I, I, I want them split up. But I, I, think this, I think the split will mean more should they become champions. I think that there's a feud with each other. Yeah, I could see them doing that. But wouldn't the feud with each other work better Uh if there was something that they legitimately took, if the Street Profits beat Andrade and Angel Garza, right? Are there going to be? Is there going to be friction? Maybe, but there wasn't friction the last 17 times they lost to the Street Profits. They've lost to them a thousand times. Why would this be the straw that broke the camel's back? But if they were to win tonight and win the tag team championship and then defend it maybe like once or twice. It doesn't need to be a lengthy reign. Just something to get them to say like, I don't know, maybe the turn happens at Survivor Series, right? Give them like two months. You know, the titles are on the line. They lose the titles. Andrade jumps all over Angel, costs him the champion, uh, not cost him the championship, but he's pissed off because they lost the championship. And now that, and then you split two of them off because now you have Andrade, you have Angel Garza, and you have them split at Survivor Series, and now you have something for them to do at TLC, which can then be pushed in the Rumble match. You have those two in the Rumble match, and you have uh, Andrade eliminate Angel just to keep the babyface thing going and just build, 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 and then you can do something big either in February or even Mania, depending on what it is. Garza reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero. Not me. I hear that all the time, and I don't fucking see it because Angel is not the talker that Eddie was. I'm sorry. He's just not, and he's... To be honest with you, he ain't the wrestler Eddie was either. He can do the moves. His timing is good. I get it. But he doesn't have... Listen, Eddie Eddie is special. Or was, sorry. Okay, he was special. Eddie moved special. His timing was special. His selection of moves at the time of each match was special. I mean, just why he's doing it, how he's doing it. Eddie was as perfect a performer as you can get. If he would have been a few inches taller, and the he would have had the frame to hold the muscle mass that he added in WWE, because that's what caused the heart complications. Well, that and the drugs and alcohol that everyone forgets that he consumed on a regular fucking basis. You know, people forget Eddie Guerrero was kind of an addict. Uh, but he, if he would have been a few inches taller and had a different frame to hold all that muscle that he had, he would have been a dangerous motherfucker. And he was already a goat before, I mean, without all that stuff. Eddie was fucking special. If Angel turns out to be special, 
fantastic. But other than being a Hispanic, there's really a, I don't see shit between them, to be honest with you, that makes it anywhere close to being a comparison. Uh, singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Bobby Lashley is going to be defending his U.S. title against the previous champion, Apollo Crews. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this match, if for no other reason than the fact that I've already seen something like this a few times. And Apollo Crews is a WWE-worthy competitor. There's no doubt about it. But of all the people that turned to go into the Hurt Business, (laughs) this was the motherfucker who should have done it. Shelton can fucking talk. Cedric can fucking talk. Bobby needs to be in there. (laughs) But Apollo, Apollo cannot cut a fucking promo to literally save his life. If you took Apollo Cruz's most valuable possession and you said, okay, I need you to give me 60 seconds as to why I shouldn't take this very valuable item and chuck it off of a fucking cliff in the Grand Canyon. He, it would take him 60 seconds to figure out what the fuck and even think. He doesn't know how to talk. He can work. He is, a, he is a hell of an athlete. He does athletic shit. But he can't tell a story. And he can't cut a fucking promo. He needed the Hurt Business more than any of those other people. And I'm not saying Cedric... And I'm not saying Shelton didn't need that to spark the career up. I know that MVP is just pulling people out of the locker room and saving careers left and right. But Jesus Christ, Apollo Crews needed to be in there, dude. He needed help. And he still needs help. And this group that he's kind of makeshifting to go against the Hurt Business is another one, Ricochet. Ricochet cannot cut a fucking promo. He can't. And I know. Because I've tried getting promos out of him. If you go to YouTube and you YouTube search Ricochet and AJ Orsini, you will see, I think at least two, videos of me conducting interviews with him (laughs) trying to get a fucking promo out of this guy. Believe me, I know Ricochet is limited in that department. He's gotten better since he's been in the WWE. He's manageable. But Apollo, Apollo needs fucking help. Uh, Saul says, uh, Apollo smells a lot. He's not being serious in his promos because he's, it, it sounds like a negative. It sounds like a negative. I mean, uh, it, 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 it is, it is. But the whole I'm happy to be here bullshit, you know, when wrestlers are like, well, I've waited my whole life to be here. What a dream come true. Get rid of that shit. This is business. Okay. Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be in the WWE. If I went into the WWE locker room tomorrow, I'd be swinging my dick around. It's like, I, it's like, what the fuck took you guys so long to, hello, like, I'm one of the best in the fucking world, duh. What the fuck took you so long? People, and I don't want to use the word mark, but people, they see these wrestlers that they've known for forever on TV, and they get there, and sometimes they lose that. So, I mean, he's trying to be a humble dude. He's trying to be a nice guy. And, and that's great, but he's not 205, Paul Green. That's the thing. He should be on 205, unfortunately. He's, he's not 205. He's a fucking brick house. This dude is a big boy. He moves like a 205 athlete. If you're telling me that they're going to pull a Samoa Joe in the X Division with him 
and just have him run roughshod or whatever, whatever, whatever. That's fine, but there's only so many 205 live matches he can have before he has to get back into the heavyweight division. I have to sneeze. All of a sudden, I've got to fucking sneeze. What a fucking night. I don't do any of this shit on these shows, man. I really feel like I'm fucking up big time tonight. I'm not feeling so great about this show. I, I took me forever to get on. I got technical difficulties. I'm sneezing. Like, I don't, I don't know. What a fucking day. And my son just screamed. I think she's pulling out his toenails in the other room. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so we have uh, how many more matches? We get the one, two. I got one here. Just two more, I guess. Nope, three more. Okay, so there is a triple threat ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Hardy will be defending his Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn will be defending... His NXT championship and AJ Styles is the former champion who wants to get a rematch. I was told about a year ago that champions would no longer get automatic rematches. Apparently that's out the window. Uh, Whatever works though because we have Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn in a ladder match. Which on paper, again, sounds like a dream match, doesn't it? But once again, we're in that fucking bubble. We are in that fucking bubble. And I'm not happy. Because <laughs> we're going to get a lot of shit. I'm telling you. I have not been happy with ladder matches the last few years. I grew up on TLC matches and ladder matches. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my name in the hat. As a matter of fact, Paul Green, who's in the comments right now, has personally seen me in matches that involved ladders and chairs and all kinds of shit. I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid and when I was growing up, even my young adulthood, I loved ladder matches because of the creativity. There's so much you can do with those ladders. It just opens the whole world up. But this new age version of the ladder match, it's convoluted. It's overthought. It's sloppy. It's it's this new version of the ladder match where uh, if you're not involved in the spot, I, I literally saw, what was it? Was it NXT TakeOver? When they had uh, the North American Championship was a ladder match. And they had like these six guys in there competing. And I literally saw people just standing in the ring waiting for their next spot. I turned the fucking thing off. I was like, this is a fucking takeover match. This is what takeover has become. I turned it right off. I didn't find out until the next day that it was. Actually, that's true. Uh, that night, about 12-something at night, I got the fucking thing on my Facebook wall that... Uh, Damian Priest had won, but I didn't care. That match was garbage. I I, I was like, I, I'm good. I don't need to. I'm, I'm straight. I don't need to see people standing around waiting for their spots, just chilling. They're not even selling anything. It's not like they're in the ropes. Let me see if I can go. It's like it's not like they're in the ropes and ah, ah, okay, my turn. Okay, bye-bye. I literally saw who was it? Was it Gargano? Or Bronson. I can't remember who it was. It was one of the two. It was either Gargano or Bronson. And there's a, a a part where they they just fucking... He's just fucking standing there. He's not trying to hit anybody. He's not trying to grab a ladder. He's not trying to grab the... Nothing. His feet are fucking solid. He's not selling anything. He's just fucking looking around. Waiting for his fucking spot and it wasn't even like he was watching the match either he's literally like if i don't make eye contact they won't know that my spot's coming up i don't want to foreshadow my shit so let me just look 
Like, he's looking for the AC vents in the facility. He doesn't fucking... Uh, I turned that shit off. I turned it off. I had my laptop hooked up to my bedroom TV. I turned... I closed my laptop. Bam. Put on regular TV. I'm about... I'm about to watch King of Queens for like the 15th time. I could not fucking do it. Now, we've got three ladder match veterans uh, in this particular matchup. And I'm sure Jeff is going to be the one running this one. So the flow should be way better. I am expecting a way better ladder match with these three guys. These are three ladder match guys. Old school ladder match guys. So I'm expecting better. And hopefully we'll get better. But I think it was Paul Green who said earlier he's expecting either the U.S. title or the IC title to change hands. Uh, I actually don't see the title changing hands, but it depends on the title. I would love for Sami Zayn to win this. And I would love for Sami Zayn to win this in the most heel way possible. I mean, just stealing the championship from him. And I would love to see Sami Zayn run forward, especially against Jeff. Uh, with the Intercontinental Championship as heel Sammy. AJ, I don't know what his situation is. He's made a lot of things public recently. His displeasure, he's unhappy, whatever it is, I don't know. I know he's going to go in and he's a professional. He's going to put on a great match in this ladder match, but I don't know if they have huge hands, or f huge plans for him. Saul says, I have a feeling AJ Styles is going to win, and he very well may. I may be wrong, but I just, I get the sense that with Jeff re-signing, and Sammy's still with a year or so on his deal, and AJ pretty much almost on the way out. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be something that they're going to want to do. Uh, so we're going to hold off on that and wait and see tomorrow how that works itself out. That would be pretty. That would be pretty dope, but we'll see. Uh, we also have. I want to get back to our debate question. This is going to be 8:30 in a second, but we do have two final matches here, and I'll combine them together just so we can get through it. We have the WWE Universal Championship matchup between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I have to be honest with you, because that's what I do here on the show. Honesty. I have to be honest with you. When they put Jey Uso in the championship match against Roman Reigns, I laughed. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Jay Uso. But then I thought about it for a second, and I thought, man, what a great situation for Roman, right? Because Roman's trying to do the whole heel thing, and he's going to beat up his uh, cousin here. I mean, that's going to be some heat, right? So I thought, okay, all right, this is going to be good for him. But here's the thing. Heels, especially new heels, are only as good as the baby faces they're going against, and vice versa. A baby face can only be as good as the heel is, and they have to match. That's why in the best rivalries, when you get real legends who go against each other, they're always a legendary heel and a legendary babyface, and they just have the formula down. So for Roman to really get over as a heel, you need a great, you need a great babyface. And to be honest with you, when they picked Jey Uso, I went, okay, it makes sense because of the family tie, whatever, whatever. But for this to work, Jey's going to have to really fucking bring it as a character, and as a promo. And he has. I'm stunned. It's got me really confused. I'm like, damn. Because now if he beats him, if Roman beats Jay now, it's like, fuck. It's almost, it's not going to say it kills the work that Jay Uso has done, but it, it, 
I was really impressed. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Jay can cut a goddamn promo. Uh, Paul Green gimmick finish. They said you have to grab both belts. Someone is going to grab one and someone's going to grab the other. Maybe. That would be convoluted, but sure, why not? It was the same thing with Michaels and Ramon. You have to grab both belts, and they just he literally grabbed both belts, and it worked out. And we've seen grab both belts both belts finishes for tag matches. So it's possible, but we'll see. Roman is gonna retain his title and destroy his own his going his own cousin and his own family. Maybe. I wonder how it goes when Jimmy comes back. I'm you know what? I'm not even concerned about it. <laughs> Cause Jay Jay right now. Jay's looking Jay's looking good. He looks looks good. The look is there. I'm not a big fan of the ghetto jargon, right? But it, he does it good. He he's he looks believable. He he's not the biggest guy, but he's in shape, and he looks like he can fuck some people up. Next to Roman, though, I mean, he doesn't look like he can fuck Roman up. I mean, even in Roman's promo, was just like when we were kids. I'm gonna fuck you up, <laughs> just like when we were kids. Hey, him and Jimmy are both good promos. I'm gonna see. I, I've seen them both do promos as the Usos. So I know they can talk, but there's there's a difference between being a good promo and being a good fucking promo. And you can get on the mic and be entertaining and you can do a lot of things, but when the situation really calls for just something a little fucking extra, it takes a really great promo to get it out. Jay did that, especially this go-home show we just had. Uh, it was great. I thought it was fucking fantastic. So now I'm like, holy fuck, am I really excited to see Roman Reigns and Jay Uso? I was like, holy shit. Meaning Roman who, who have to destroy Jimmy too. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Jimmy, Jimmy's out because of an injury, right? So he's not cleared. We wouldn't be able to see him tomorrow at Clash of Champions, right? Uh, Nancy says, that's what I was going to say too. Okay, yeah, there you go. Right. I have a feeling it might be a build-up for Roman versus the Rocket WrestleMania. Now that's a money-making match. Now it is. And we're going to actually talk about heel Roman and the Rock deal in just a little bit. In a little bit. Hold that pin. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. We have one more match here. And then we're going to do the generational debate. So uh, the WWE Championship will be in an ambulance match. Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Now here's the deal with this match for me. This is reversed. When Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton got at each other at SummerSlam, I was hyped. I wanted to see this match. What they gave me at SummerSlam was a old school traditional professional wrestling match very similar to what orton was doing with edge uh and i get it i get it this is a wwe championship match this is the way that really they should look <laughs> i i actually felt bad because that match at SummerSlam, like i don't use the word boring because it had a lot of great moments in it but it's just it's just there it just it was just there. It was so odd. I don't know. But this one being an ambulance match, for some reason, uh, I don't really see these two in an ambulance match per se, but I get the storytelling of it, how how they're going to maneuver these things, and, and, and will the punk kick play a factor? It gives them an added element to where they can still do their traditional shit, but you've got that hanging in the background. You know, it's, it's like uh, the old... Uh, I was just talking about it the other day. The hog pin match. Does anybody here remember the Arkansas hog pin match? 
with uh, Triple H and Henry O. Godwin. Does anybody remember that match? That match was fantastic. Not just because of the hog pen aspect, but because of the hog pen aspect. Because <laughs> they went in the ring and they had a match. That match was literally, it was Triple H, it, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and Henry O'Gallagher, and they had, a, they had a grudge, and they were fucking fighting it out. And then the whole idea was the hog pin, but they had a match to where you almost kind of forgot about the hog pin until Triple H tried to kind of get away from Henry. They start walking down the aisle, and here's the hog pin. Same kind of psychological play here, where Drew and Randy are going to have a wrestling match. Just like they did at SummerSlam. They're going to have a match. They're going to go at each other. The minute they start losing the audience, you're going to start seeing more of that ambulance being playing more of a role. They didn't have that at SummerSlam. They had to try to get them back a different way. They won't have that here. Here, they'll have an added element that will help them. It will ease the transition and getting fans back. I like this stipulation. It's Randy Orton, so he could punk kick somebody. Or Randy will go in. We'll see. Uh, we have a few picks. Uh, Drew for the win. Nancy. Nancy Drew. I just noticed putting those two together in the chat. Uh, Saul. Randy Orton is going to win. Uh, I missed this one here. Keith Lee interferes. Ah, oh, Keith Lee interferes. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know where or why. But be just because I can't find logic in it doesn't mean they won't do it. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, Saul, what are they doing with Keith Lee making him look like D'Lo Brown? I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get into that in a second. I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, I remember that match. Triple H was slipping in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Lee interferes, starts feud with Orton, and Drew moves on to Braun, who is now on Raw for some reason. I can't. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think he was only doing the Raw Underground. I don't, I don't think he's on Raw. He hasn't been on the show. He's just doing the Raw Underground stuff, which, again convoluted mess but pause for the cause for just one second because we're going back we're going back guys I, I don't know if jose was here but i'm going to state it all over again hold on where is my uh clash here okay and generations here okay so we're back here for just a second the generation debate okay this is a debate we must have we must have this debate all right so saul says 14-time champion, Randy Orton. There it is. Uh, so I made the case at the beginning of the show, if you were just joining us or you haven't been here within the last, I'll say, 35 minutes, I placed a question in the group, or I posed a question to everyone who was listening. I asked the question, you're the booker. You're the promoter. Jose was here. Okay, good. All right, Jose was here. Good. So you're the booker. You're the promoter. 10-man tag on one side. I guess I'll add the name Attitude Era Legends. Doesn't matter. But it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, um, uh, The Rock, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. That's the five, right? And I wanted to hear your picks, your five current WWE superstars, main roster only, Raw and SmackDown. Who would you have, right? So, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to like my picks. I know you're not. But this is what the whole point of this is. I'm really curious as to what your picks are. So, my picks, my five to go against this gargantuan team. Number one draft pick. First guy off the list, Roman Reigns. That's my number one guy. Got to go with the big dog. 
Not because he's the universal champion, but because he's literally the big dog. You got to go with Roman Reigns. Got to be on the team. Got to be on the squad. And the way that I went some of my picks, I'll explain it as we go through. I like the whole Roman Rock because Rock's on that team, right? I like the whole Roman Rock deal. We'll talk more about that later, too, about Roman Reigns and that. Uh, I love Drew McIntyre. I think he's a star. I think he's a big guy who can do a lot of things and can work with any member of that team. Something about something about Taker McIntyre. We got a chance to see that a little bit. Just a little bit. So those are my two right there off the bat. Roman Reigns, McIntyre. I know it's an easy pick because those are the two champions. But there's a reason why they're the champions. Third pick probably won't surprise anybody. Might be on all your lists. This might be the one area where we might agree. Blah, blah, blah. Styles. Gotta have Styles. I need Styles on my team. Uh, it makes every match better, regardless of who he's in there with. So I gotta have Styles. Fourth guy on the list, gotta have Seth Rollins. Rollins is on my team, for sure. Five, here's where I'm gonna lose you guys. <laughs> my fifth pick is where I'm gonna lose you guys. I'm adding Bobby Lashley to my team. I want Bobby Lashley on my team. I need a guy... With with I like I like the uh, hey maybe I'm a Vince guy I don't know I like the big guys I like wrestlers but at the same time this guy is a fucking cat he's a move he's a destroyer I absolutely need that guy on my team so that's my five Roman McIntyre Styles Rollins Lashley that's my five up today's stars I'm gonna go ahead and look at the chat here uh, feel free guys to post your answers your picks in the chat. Here's uh, Saul's. Okay, here's who I've got. He's got Styles. He's got Rollins. Uh, Jeff Hardy's on his team. Uh, Roman, see, got to go Roman. And The Fiend. You know, I was thinking about it, but I like the character. I'm not big on The Fiend in the ring. And when I see those five across from me, I need workers, baby. I need workers, and I need I need guys that are going to look good in the process and get over because you know the young guys are going over in my match. If I'm booking this, the legends are doing the J-O-B. Ooh, that would be an extra good question, too, a little extra credit question. Who who, who, who makes the pinfall and, and who takes the loss? That would be that'd be tough. That would be tough. All right, so Paul Green's got him in here. Roman, got to have Roman. Seth, we're on the same page as that. Braun, you're bugging. Finn Balor is not a... See, disqualified. Finn Balor is not a Raw and SmackDown guy. Finn Balor is on NXT, so he does not count. Cesaro. Uh, that's not a bad pick. you got to find a replacement for Finn Balor. You can't use Grandpa. He's on the other channel. Uh, Nancy. Randy Orton. See, that's a, that's a damn good pick. I didn't... I kept Randy Orton out of it uh, because... Uh, you know, he also comes very close to that era. He came right after Ruthless Aggression. I, I was like, uh, I wanted to think more outside the box on that one. But that's not a bad pick. Randy Orton, obviously, pff, I would love to see all that. I, something about Randy Orton versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is always kind of a dream match for me. And I mean in his prime Austin, not that bullshit we got in 2003. I don't even think they competed against each other, just whatever feud crap they had. So Nancy's got Randy Orton, AJ Styles, of course. Got to have AJ Styles. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Uh, 
Rey Mysterio, sleeper pick, but that's okay. Alistair Black, you know, not a bad one. Not good. Can't talk about that one. That's that's a really good one. Not gonna lie, that's good. Uh, Seth Rollins, good pick. She, uh, you can tell. See, this is part of the experiment. You can tell the kind of performers that people kind of look for in their picks. Right? You got Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, Seth Rollins. That's a lot of strikers. That's a lot of people with sudden impact moves. Uh, you got guys in there that move quick. That Nancy, I could tell by your picks, Nancy loves wrestlers that just have energy and can keep it moving and keep your attention on you. That's very good. Roman uh, picked Roman. <laughs> Jose picked Roman. Uh, so far... Nancy's the only one that doesn't have Roman on her on her team. She's got a great squad. There's no doubt about it. But there you go. Roman, uh, fiend or find, depending on how he spelled that. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. See, again, Randy Orton, good pick, but that was just me thinking outside the box. He was just too close to that era for me to pick. That's too easy a pick, uh, Randy Orton. But, yeah, that's also a good squad. You picked the fiend as well. Again, character. Not so much the work. Character, though character uh saul says the fiend versus the undertaker come on aj no i'm listen the fiend versus the undertaker in a solo capacity i'm with and in the 10-man tag you lose a lot of that it's it the, the action's too much it, it there's 10 guys in there trying to get over fiend and taker psychology taking place with i don't know like a rollins michaels and then like a triple h styles whatever the case may be like to psychology, they, they he wouldn't they wouldn't have the opportunity to do what they do uh, in a tag situation. Single, yeah. If you can get me the Undertaker, first of all, I think if you had a pay per view with the Fiend versus the Undertaker, you would need to you would need to have it booked as his own, like the Fiend and Taker would have to go first, just on entrances alone, plus five minutes of match because you don't want Taker in there taking bumps. It's like a forty five minute match. It, that's a whole block of time. You take Fiend's entrance is long, but Taker's entrance, oh my god! Especially with no knees, with no knees, the Undertaker with no knees versus the Fiend in his hollowed out Lance. We'd be here fucking forever. It'd be dope in the building, but on TV, man, that'd be crazy. Uh, Jose says Fiend is a toss up for me. Could have swapped him for Owens. Owens was another one. Owens was another one. I was like, oh, I liked, I was really close, to be honest with you, to going the, 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 the Owens route. I was very close. I'm not going to lie. You guys picked some good, really good teams. Uh, fine, fine styles. He threw in styles. All right, Jesse. Jesse Rodriguez is in. He did go with Owens. Uh, Owens, Rollins, Nakamura, Zayn, and Styles. So, so Jesse went with Team Ring of Honor. Uh, that's who he wants to go against the Attitude Era Legends. Basically, all the Ring of Honor guys. <laughs> he, picked, he picked an ROH All-Star squad to go against the Attitude Era. That's dope. Lots of heavy hitters. I got a second team. Paul Green's got a second team. This is his B team. This is his the the uh, all the second rounders. Owens goes with, uh, excuse me, Paul Green goes with Owens, Ziggler, Lashley, Big E, and Sheamus. Big E's another one. I wouldn't sleep on that one. That would be cool. Jose says, no knees is irrelevant because Austin got no knees too. Uh, we take, we talking fantasy. You know what? You're absolutely right, 
Jose. We're talking fantasy. We're talking fantasy booking, which means everybody's in their prime. <laughs> everyone's healthy. Uh, everyone's at 100%. And if you did it 100%, there's no doubt about it. The Fiend and the Undertaker. The Fiend and the Undertaker in their prime. Taker prime against Bray Wyatt? I would love that. I would love that. I thought that's what we were getting at 31. I was like, oh, he can still move. Mm, nah, it's not what we got. But it's all right. That's all right. If if The Fiend and The Undertaker would have competed against each other at, like, WrestleMania 18 or something like that, Whew, like in that area, that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Uh, it would be a match, a match worth watching. It would be. These are some really great teams, but here's the experiment that I'm running. Here, I'm, here's what I'm getting from the answers. This is why I kind of wanted to gauge and get an idea of uh, can we do same one but with women, AJ, if we have time. Um, let me see. It's actually a good question. Jesus. Are there enough women to do this? Because everyone here is just going to pick the horse women. <laughs> Anything besides the horse women would be ridiculous. If I gave you a team of legends... Uh, I'll do it now. Uh, Trish, Lita, I'll throw Mickey because she's from the era, right? Uh, Jacqueline and Victoria. I don't know. I'm throwing random names out there, right? If that was your five squad from like the Legends team or whatever, if you're if you're it's the four horsewomen and then whoever your fifth is, who the Oscar, right? Or Baszler. Like you don't really have many options for women. Cause if, cause if you fuckers start hitting me with the Carmellas and the Peyton Royces of the world, I'm gonna have to ban you from this fucking thing. No, <laughs> there's not a, there's not a whole lot of options there. Actually, <sighs> Shayna Baszler. I mean, the only way that would work, the only way that would work, the women, is if I included NXT. If I included NXT. Then we've got a different conversation because there's a few people. Uh, I could probably do a whole NXT team <laughs> and, and like a few of the horsewomen. That's actually a really good idea. Maybe the next time we do something like that too because this is actually pretty fun. This is pretty, pretty cool. So you guys did some great teams. Oh, I was going to explain the experiment. Okay, right. So it kind of has something to do with, uh, with what uh, Nancy had pointed out when she gave uh, her team. All right. One of the things that I really wanted to do this discussion for is because I hear a lot about how the WWE really doesn't have a whole lot of star power, right? As an as an individual, Naomi's definitely in the conversation. Jose, you're absolutely right. But to to you know what, uh, Saul, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you up on this. I'm gonna give you guys how much time? Because I've already been higher. I'll give you guys 15 minutes. 15 minutes, we'll do the women. I'll do the five again. Hold on, because you've got me curious. I actually am very curious where you guys are going to take this. So let's go ahead. If anybody wants to participate, please do. If you don't, I, I understand. But those are the five. Trish, Lita, Mickey, Jacqueline, Victoria. That's the five. Pick your five. We'll be back in about 15 minutes on that, and we'll do it again. But the experiment that uh, I'm running is that a lot of people say that there's not a whole lot of star power. In today's wrestling, as like there was back in the day. And while that can be debated, I like the idea that while they may not be the household names that uh, everybody uh, has at the tip of their tongue, everyone's got favorites. 
everyone's got favorites, and guys like Roman, guys like Seth, guys like AJ, you have the potential to have some real stars on your show, and it doesn't really translate. It doesn't really, it doesn't really translate over the way that it should. In an era where they didn't have near the technology that we have, these guys were household names all around the world. And now, when I can literally pull up anything that I want on this little thing right here, the fact that not a lot of people know these stars on a basis like that um, really is kind of disappointing that they're not bigger stars. And I know that I've made the, com the comparison before by saying that the WWE has a system in place to avoid that. They don't want these guys to be the stars like they were in the past because then they can lose that. Like they, they can... They can they can eat money losing these individuals to Hollywood or to rival companies like an AEW or a New Japan. And they don't want to build commodities to the point of their detriment. They don't want these commodities to be used against them. So I get that. But there's such a missed opportunity. I really feel like a lot of these guys that are on these rosters should have been bigger stars by now. And the only way that I can figure out that they're not is if they're purposely making sure that they're not. And I don't think that that's good business for anybody. I've said this a few times on the show, and I'm going to keep saying it now. I grew up just like everybody else. I wanted to be a WWE superstar or involved in WWE in some way. And the more that I hear about it as an adult, the less I really want to do it. Because it just seems like, like, that seems petty and spiteful to me. And I don't understand why they would be. Here are some gentlemen and some gals who are breaking their necks to make you money. And you're going out of your way to, to not uh, utilize that to your advantage and, and make them huge stars. Why aren't we seeing these people on the Conan O'Brien show anymore? Why aren't we seeing these? And, and I thought we were going to get close to that when they did the Twitch and the cameos. Because now their names are going to be side-by-side side and synonymous with musicians and movie stars. And I'm like, this is perfect for them. And they went and they squashed that. So I don't understand. What is the overall goal? Do you want money-making commodities or do you not? Or is it, only, is it only a money-making commodity so long as it's convenient to you? I guess is the point. And that's one of the things that I want to try to figure out with this whole deal and get some feedback for you guys and to see just off the top of your heads. Because some of you guys, I gave you 30 minutes, but you know what? Some of you guys had the answers as soon as I said it. Just like now, I just set up a thing for the women, and you guys already have uh, your five already right there. I'm, start, I'm thinking in my head as well. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. I'm, I'm putting my five together as I'm, as I'm talking about it. But, yeah, that was one of the – experiments i just wanted to run i just wanted to see if you guys can just rattle off a team and a lot of you guys and this was perfect for the experiment you didn't just name names you had reasons for these names oh i want to see this guy going against this guy i want to well cena would have fell under the same conversation as orton Cena's not current but at the same time like he is recent and i would have accepted it but it was it, it's cheap it's just like orton orton's cheap it, current guys current guys uh but there's a there's a lot that can be done on that end is what I was trying to get at. So thank you guys for participating. You guys had you guys had reasons. You guys had matchups you wanted to see. There was a lot of different ways you went with that. It worked perfectly for what I wanted to do. Thank God, and uh, and that's great. So I'm gonna go into another topic and then we'll get back to the women. You guys are already posting your answers. That is fantastic. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. We've already mentioned some of this stuff uh, when we went over the class of champions. I need to talk about this for just one second. 
Just one second. I need to talk about this, okay? Kabam. What's Harley to a fiend? What is that? What does that even mean? What are we doing with this? What are we doing with Alexa Bliss? I, I, I need it explained to me in great detail, if at all possible, why on earth they are tying, by they I mean fans, they're tying whatever this is between Alexa Bliss and The Fiend to Sister Abigail. I don't know what this obsessive need is to tie in a female to Sister Abigail. You don't need a Sister Abigail. If it were up to me, you'd never see one. You don't need a Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail being a, uh, a, a figment of his imagination, something that drives him as an individual, is all you need. She doesn't need to be Sister Abigail. She can just be Alexa Bliss. Or, if they, wanted, if they were that knee-deep into the character change and all that stuff, if they wanted to give her a different name or a different persona, uh, that's something that we can absolutely do. But it, she is an established talent. She is an established... Uh, a, a performer. She's a multiple-time champion. She's already established as an individual. We don't need her to be Sister Abigail. Having said that, I actually love... Uh, what is he saying here in the chat? Uh, that caught my eye for a second. Hold on, let me go back up, because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Oh, I did you delete it? It was something about... Oh, there it is, there it is, there it is, yeah. We still haven't talked about Bane on Raw. I'm giving. I'm gonna give Retribution two seconds because that's all they're worth my time uh, toward the end. Because Retribution, I don't need to talk about Retribution because it's. I've spoken about enough garbage on this show. <laughs> I only have but so much tolerance for poison. Okay, but yeah, she was stagnant on the roster and needed a change, and he's rebuilding a stable again. She is the first one to solve. No, I understand. Yes, absolutely stagnant. They pushed her to the moon. They gave her every accolade they could possibly give her. She got shamed really, really fast. There's not a whole lot you can do with her. She needed something different. I'm not saying I'm against what they're doing. I love it. I love everything, everything that she just did recently on that go-home show with the whole let me in thing and the going the psycho when the lights came on and all the stuff they're teasing. Uh, she did the Booker T podcast recently where she was playing the gimmick up and all that stuff. I'm great with all of it. I give her kudos for the way that she's changing. I love what she's doing. All of it. I don't... The point of the tile that I put here, what's a Harley What's Harley do a fiend? If you're telling me that we're doing this because she's stagnant on the roster, I agree. How does this help the fiend? How does this contribute to anything that the fiend is doing? How does this progress the fiend along... Because I've heard people say things like, well, it humanizes him. Why would you want him humanized? I don't understand. How does this help The Fiend? It's going to help Alexa a lot. I'm assuming by the end of this, when she finally turns, we're going to get a whole new look. She may even have a mask herself. It's going to be a whole dope thing. It's going to look fantastic. Does this piece add something to The Fiend? And the whole, he's, he's creating a stable again. Do we need the fiend in a stable? I don't understand. Why are we creating a stable? Does any of this help Bray Wyatt? Does it help the fiend? That's the big question to me. Because if it doesn't, then that means everything you're doing is bringing the fiend down. And I know they're working really hard to fuck up something so great. But if 
you could just take a time out and chill for just one second to tell me what it is. Paul Green said it's a pattern with the fiend. Everyone he interacts with has been changed. Right. Right. But those people didn't stay attached to him. They changed and then they moved on and did something else. Alexa, in this scenario, I'm assuming, would be sticking with him, no? Or is he just changing her and she's going to do a whole gimmick change and be by herself? They're not going to attach Finn. I mean, Finn. They're not going to attach uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss together. Is that what we're saying? The Fiend is good on his own, honestly. He is. That's my whole point in this, Saul. I don't have a problem with Alexa. I don't have a problem with what they're doing. What I'm having a problem with is if it's not put there to help or to better the Fiend character, what are we doing? Why are we doing it is is the big question for me. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, I hope that this doesn't do more. Uh, uh, Saul says WWE is killing the Fiend really, really slow. Seems like it. And I don't know why they would do that. This guy is supposed to be fucking special. I liked, we didn't see the Fiend for a while, which was good. We shouldn't be seeing him all the time. But we immediately get back and we're doing things with Braun Strowman, which should not have been the feud. Should not have been the feud, but I digress. It is what it was. But we, if it's not to help the character, we shouldn't be fucking doing it. We just shouldn't be. But again, it's not up to me. It's uh, it's up to the WWE, and they're going to do what they're going to do, and that's just that. So I love where Alexa, at least, is going through with this. I love where this possibly can go, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of positive upside for Bray in this scenario. I see him helping a lot of other characters out, but I don't see a lot of these characters helping him. So beware, I guess, would be my point. Beware. Uh, I wanted to update you guys really quickly. On here, I said on my show last week, if you guys didn't get a chance, once again, ajoum.podbean.com is where all the episodes are. I'm not always live, but I do a show every week. So if you want to check me out, that would be that would be where you can check out the episodes. And I broke the news. Well, not new. I didn't break any news. That's a bad way to say that. But I brought information to the table <laughs> about Ring of Honor. Bringing back the pure championship, I broke down everything you needed to know, uh, the brackets for the tournament, the rules, the time limits, the rope break counts, everything you, we can talk about when it comes to the Ring of Honor Pure Championship tournament. I brought all that up in a previous episode about two weeks ago, I want to say, and I wanted to give you guys a quick update in case you guys haven't been following along with the tournament. That's fine. I also said that episode that I would try to find... Uh, let me pull this up on my phone so I can. It's right here. I was gonna try to find Ring of Honor on my TV because I used to have it. I used to have it uh, scheduled on my DVR, um, and I removed it for whatever reason. I can't remember. Uh, Impact as well got removed, so I found Impact. Impact back on. I'm gonna start looking that over now, and see what I can find about that. Uh, but I cannot find Ring of Honor <laughs> for whatever reason. I can't find it on my TV screen anymore. So I'm gonna have to start finding a different way to watch these shows. But I wanted to give you guys a quick update. Uh, on how the title is progressing. Um, the return of the pure title. The best pure champion was Nigel McGuinness. Uh, well, he had it for length, for sure. He was synonymous with that championship, absolutely, just like Joe was for the heavyweight title. Uh, but I wanted to give you guys a quick update as to how that was going out. Uh, okay, so 
Jay Lethal has advanced. I made the point also two weeks ago when I talked about this tournament. Jay Lethal is the only person in this tournament who has been around long enough to say that he's already been a Ring of Honor pure champion. <laughs> that belt was retired in 2006. That's how long Jay Lethal's been in the business. We live in a world now where Jay Lethal's the old guy, and, uh, and that's okay. Uh, Finley. I'm assuming that's uh, Fit Finley's son, David Finley uh, over Romero. So Lethal and Finley in the second round. The Octopus, Grisham, moves on, and he faces Seidel in the second round of B Block. So those are the matches that have happened uh, so far. They have Honor Club, AJ. I'm sorry, they have Honor Club? Is that connected to something that I just said? Oh, is it the whole Jay Lethal deal? Is that what you mean? I don't know what you mean by that. They have Honor Club. I know Honor Club exists. And uh, for anybody out there, is that where the matches are taking place? Because if it's not on my TV, then I'm going to be sad because I'm trying to watch it on my TV. As a matter of fact, right now, the weekend of the 26th, it's going to be Silas Young versus Fred Yee and Josh Woods versus Kenny King. Those are the next matchups coming up. So I wanted to give you guys a quick update on that, let you know how that's going. I said that I would. I am keeping my word. And I'm going to probably do a big thing for the finals. Because I'm a huge fan of the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I was back in the day. I miss it. I'm glad it's coming back. We need more of this. So this is going to be fantastic. So I'm going to update you guys <clears throat> uh, as soon as I possibly can <clears throat> on how the rest of this goes. So let's go ahead and touch on that. Now, I'm going to go back to the women one real quick. I'm running out of time, but that's fine. Uh, da -da -da -da. The women. I want to go back to the answers you guys gave for the women. Again, the five females that I gave you guys as far as opponents goes was Trish, Lita, Mickey, Jacqueline, and Victoria. You guys gave me Saul went first here. Asuka, Alexa, Naomi, Shayna, Sasha Banks. He only selected one four horsewomen, which was which is good. You're thinking outside the box. But he picked the one horsewoman I wouldn't have picked. <laughs> uh, Jose Roman, Naomi, Ember, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka. He went with the women of color team. Uh, he's going to get extra hit points <laughs> for picking that team. Again, uh, Sasha, Bailey, two of the four horsewomen. Again, Sasha. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Nancy, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sa Sasha Banks, and Bailey. I love the fact that you guys kind of stayed away. No Charlotte love in here. My God. You guys really don't like Sasha. A lot, uh, Alexander. Uh, Naomi, Natalia, Becky, Asuka, Baszler. Now, Natalia, mm, in that Orton Cena range for me about the whole too close to call type deal i might be the only person who's not a fan of becky i think you are jose because i love me some becky lynch i'm gonna i'm gonna give you my my five and i'm gonna i would have put becky in this i would have put i would have put becky in this but becky's not current she's uh she's a uh, mama lynch now she's the new mama lynch so i'm gonna lead her now i obviously have to put charlotte in here for christ's sake guys it's the queen Jesus Christ, Charlotte, duh. Oh, my God. Now, remember, guys, I did open this up to NXT. I did say you could use NXT. None of you picked any NXT, so I will not pick an NXT person either. Although, 
that would have made this a whole lot easier for me. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take I'm going to take the, the the right road here, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick all main rosters. So here we go. <clears throat> Charlotte, obviously, one. Uh, for that group, I would definitely do Nikki Cross. She's one of my favorites. Can work anybody. That's an easy one for me. <sighs> Soft spot in my heart for Bailey. So that's my my two horsewomen right there. I'm not going to pick any more horsewomen. But I definitely pick Charlotte. I'm definitely picking Bailey. Uh, I picked Nikki Cross. Natalia, no. It's just too close. I'm sorry. She's too close. I'm probably going to have to go Shayna Baszler. And for the fifth and final... I know a lot of you guys don't like Charlotte. I get it. For my fifth and final pick... I'm going to have to go with the, I don't know how you guys missed this, but Nia Jax. I'm going Nia Jax. I need big beef in the corner, just like the guys. I need muscle. I like them big. I like them strong. Nia Jax. I know you fucks are not going to enjoy that pick, but go fuck yourself. Nia Jax is my fifth. I'm doing it. I'll turn heel right now. I don't give a fuck. Nia Jax. That's my fifth. I'm not even fucking around. <laughs> I'm sticking. That's my goddamn pick. I'm going Nia Jax. That's it. That's it. You fuckers are just going to have to swallow that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> I could probably do something else. Oh, shit. Now I am going to switch it. I like Alexa Bliss. But still, <laughs> the fuck you fucking guys and your hatred for Nia Jax. I just wanted to rub it in your faces. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck her for real, but still, that's not the point. You fuckers should be nice, okay? So, uh, gonna take care of that. And what did I do? I just took. Okay, I did that. So, did, 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 just going down my list, making sure I got it all hitting all my targets, targets, targets here. <clears throat> We're gonna end this show in just a few minutes, but I'm going to talk about something now. I have one main topic. We're gonna end with here, and it won't take long. I am going to close the show out here with the state of the indie address. And that won't take long. But I have something I need to get off of my chest when it comes to independent wrestling. And I know what you're thinking, AJ, you need to be absolutely careful because you're in the indie game. But trust me, that's why I'm saying what I'm going to say here tonight. Because I am in the indie game. And I want to make sure that my brothers and sisters are doing what they need to do. Before we do, we're going to get off the topic of wrestling, actually, for just one second. Because I need to update some things for you. A Kadoosh. Yes. Since Paul Greed is here, and he's a DC guy, I would like to take a moment to uh, let him know of what's going on here. Okay? So, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we had a pandemic recently. There's been some, uh, some coronavirus in the area. And we've left a, uh, <clears throat> we've left some businesses out. So theaters have been closed for a while, and they're still closed. <laughs> and I don't know when they're going to open up. But if you notice, there's been a few movies that have been le leaked out to, not leaked, but given to streaming sites, Mulan, Trolls, just off the top of my head. There's been a few movies that have been released a little bit at a time. Well, the MCU has decided we love money. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? I know why I do. 
and they've pushed back a lot of their movie dates for the MCU. We're not going to go too in-depth on some of this stuff. I just wanted to bring it out there because I'm going to talk about these movies next week. Um, nope, not next week. Excuse me. I have an announcement about next week's show at the end here. But the next time that I do record, I will talk very heavy on this stuff as well as some non-wrestling stuff. That, well, let's just talk about it now. We're at the end of the show now. So uh, I recorded an interview this week with uh, a wrestler by the name of the Brooklyn Outlaw, Mike Donovan. He is a East Coast, Northeast guy. Uh, he's traveled all around, though. You may or may not have heard him. Uh, but he is a, a great worker, great wrestler, great guy. I've had a chance to work with him in the past. I've always wanted to tell his story because it's a fantastic one. And I got a chance to tell, have him tell that story earlier this week. So... That's in the can for next week. So next week's going to be an interview. I can promote that now because it's already done. I have it here on my laptop. And uh, so that's what's going to happen next week. To the next week after that, I'm going to be going very, very, very heavy on this, uh, on some of the MCU stuff, on some of the DCEU stuff that's going on with the Batman and all these different movies coming out. Uh, I've been looking for an opportunity to take a break on some of this wrestling stuff and talk uh about some some of this stuff because i'm really into it i'm really into this stuff and i actually may have some guests with me to talk about it and go back and forth with i have not decided if i'm going to go live or not because i kind of want to take a break on live but these things are so fun to do live so i may i may i may bump it up to two times a month i don't know i like going live this is cool uh, I don't like what happened to me earlier, but that doesn't happen all the time. So we should be good to go. So next week is going to be an interview with Mike Donovan. The week after that, we're talking MCU. We're talking DCEU. We're talking comic books. We're talking movies. We're talking all kinds of crazy shit. And I'm going to bring in the experts, and we're going to have some conversations. Now, I know that uh, I usually bring in Pombo and Brandon, who are my comic book guys, comic conversation. Check them out on YouTube. But I'm thinking about mixing it up and bringing in some new faces and some new voices, some new names. So I'm going to figure all that out. But um, I did want to give you some information here because it was recently announced that they didn't move just a movie. They moved a shit ton of movies, slated for Phase 4. So obviously the one everyone's talking about, Black Widow. Everyone wants to see Black Widow. Uh, that's been pushed back to damn near its original spot, which is in May. May 7th, 2020. Well, this is all... No, that's not all. Okay, so I'll specify. May 7th, 2021. Black Widow. That's when that's coming out. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will come out now July 9th, 2021. And this is where we get crazy. Because I don't like this. The way that it's coming out here. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't like these movies all smashed together. I like space. But at the same time, they're behind. And they're trying to get a certain certain stories told. And they're Trying to get that money back. So the dates are going to sound really convoluted, but follow me here. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, what's this, May to July. So May, so two months. So that's two months after Black Widow. We're getting Shang-Chi, uh, July, October, September, October, November. Four months. Four months. November, we're getting the Eternals. So I know what I'm doing for Thanksgiving now. Uh, and then in December, they have the third Spider-Man slotted for December 17th. So I have, I mean, we're going from November 5th to 17th. The Eternals followed immediately by Spider-Man. I, I, again, don't like this. 
Uh, after December, January, February, we're looking at Thor. I put thought. <laughs> it's Thor, Love, and Thunder. I wrote this now. Look, it says it says thought on it. Hold on, let me bring up my other. Look, it does. I'm not making that shit up. It says thought. And I don't know why I did that, but maybe I got thoughts on the mind. I don't know. I got thoughts in my thoughts. Hey, my new rap album. Uh, yeah, so that's coming out February 11th in 2022 and then the very next month doctor strange and the multiverse of madness march 22nd black panther and captain marvel are still in the same spots they were before uh black panther may 6th 2022 captain marvel uh the second captain marvel july 8th 2022 um rest in peace chadwick boseman i did a whole chadwick boseman episode not too long ago when he had passed away i don't know what they're gonna do with black panther I know that uh, a lot of people are leaning in different directions as far as what they'd want to see, but whoo, storylines, 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 just like in wrestling, you gotta have the right ones. Uh, sounds like Paul Green and Nancy are advocating to get on the show for the comic book conversation. Uh, Nancy, I didn't know you were in that stuff. That might be something that we could do. Uh, Paul Green, I already know what it is, brother. Uh, I just need you to have the time to fucking sit down and do it. <laughs> you gotta sit down and fucking do it Don't volunteer for some shit you can't do, brother uh, Only hype for Doctor Strange Alright, well, again That's why I wanna talk to you about it Because I know you be shitting on shit And I love when you shit on shit you're Classic. You're a classic shitter, Paul Green I enjoy your shitting uh, Saul says, Death in the Family is out next month in stores Okay Alright, keeping an eye on that stuff Keeping an eye on that stuff so that's some of the dates. Again, I'm running out of time here, so I can't go more in-depth. I apologize for that. But I definitely, definitely wanted to get that information out to you guys. Again, interview next week, and then the week after that, we're going to divulge into some non, non-wrestling non conversation. Shuri is taking over. I hope so. Makes sense, and to be honest with you, we need it. So definitely would be really, really good. Uh, so I'm going to end this show here with one last topic. And it's something that's going to hit a little close to home for me because I am an independent wrestling worker uh, of my own. So we're going to do, let me change that up here. Get rid of that and do that there. So the state of address as far as independent wrestling. So what I mean by the state of address, uh, normally when people say that, they say, okay, well, this is where indie wrestling currently is. This is the state of address. <sighs> That's not what I'm going to discuss with you. What I mean by state of the address is where I want it to be. This is what I think independent wrestling should be. We just had a huge pandemic. And independent wrestling pretty much shut down. Impact kept running shows. AEW kept wrestling shows. WWE kept wrestling shows. And to be honest with you, I really feel like they're paying the price for that. Instead of taking the opportunity to take the break and to reset, they decided to keep pushing forward. And thus, we have storylines that are ugly with the whole uh, the Rollins-Mysterio feud that just will not die. The constant parade of whatever the fuck's happening on AEW, which, by the way, congratulations to my boys Santana and Ortiz on their five-star uh, they're the recipients of a five-star rating for their parking lot brawl. Uh, great guys, very deserving. 
I texted him immediately after it was announced, and I pretty much told him, yeah, five stars. I guess that means I can't tell you shit no more, right? Because I've never had a five-star match, so there you go. Uh, but independent wrestling did shut down. Independent wrestling did get the opportunity to restart, to reframe, to retool, to rework, to rebuild itself into something that people are going to want to see. I argue with fans all the time on Facebook, and I argue with fans all the time on social media, and I take the time to do that because I really want them to have the right idea about wrestling. When you watch the WWE, so MLW was shut down. I am uncertain if MLW was shut down. I, I, had, I didn't keep track of that. But when you watch the WWE, you're watching McDonald's. This is the best way that I can describe wrestling to people who don't follow all brands or all companies. If you enjoy hamburgers, you'll enjoy this analogy, okay? WWE is McDonald's. AEW was Burger King. Impact is Wendy's, and I'm not grading them based on which burgers are the best. I'm just trying to give you an example of the fact that they're major brands, which means they take the slings and arrows when they stray from what is noticed as general product, okay? It has to be sanitized. It has to be dumbed down because it's going to a mass audience, okay? If you were in a room full of five people, you might be able to get them on the same page. If you're in the room with 50,000, it's a little bit harder. WWE can be good. WWE can be bad. Impact can be good. It can be bad. Ring of Honor can be good. It can be bad. There's a lot of different good and bad. The beauty of independent wrestling is that each individual company is incumbent only to itself. Independent wrestling. That's all that it really is. You are in control and you are in power of what it is that happens creatively inside of your ring and on your social media platforms and for the world to absolutely see. You have the capability of changing on a dime. And I am suggesting that we do that. I don't normally do this. I'm old school. I like to keep my worlds apart. But in order to enforce my point, I think it's fair that just for this one time... I blend the worlds. At the beginning of this show, and I wish I would have started on time, I'm not going to go through that again, but I did play my pre-roll commercials beforehand. And if you noticed, I threw an OTP video in there. little cross-promotion type thing. I normally like to keep those two things separate. AJ Orsini and OTP, I like to keep separate. One of them is a fun-loving host who farts in a chair while you guys are listening to him talk. Hopefully you don't catch it. We never know. You don't mention it. We're all on the same page. But there are some times when I'm OTP. And when I'm OTP, I am an angry, frustrated, loud son of a bitch. Heel manager mode. And that's why I don't like combining the two. I think in this day and age, it's very okay to have two different things. But I don't like blending them. But I will blend them for this just one moment. If you notice, I did something at the beginning with the video, and I'm saying it now, I guess you could say, that we need to be more creative. We need to start thinking more outside the box. The video that I played is my second outside-the-box idea. I did one also a few weeks ago, and I have more coming down the pike that are extremely different from anything that I've ever done before. And it's the only time that I've ever hit post on something where I was legit sweating because I don't know how people are going to take it I don't know how people are going to respond to it it's completely 
different from anything that I do. And I really want to encourage more performers, more bookers, more promoters to start doing that. Change your logos. Change your music. Change your outfits. Change your format sheets. Change your matchups. Change your roster. Change everything that you possibly can. I want to give wrestling fans something different than they're used to seeing either from myself or from anything that I've ever been associated with. I want to try new things. I want to try to challenge myself to be better. I want to try to challenge other performers who are working with me or across from me to be better. I think wrestling fans have been through a lot in 2020. We all have as people, but I think wrestling fans have been dealing with a lot because they haven't had the kind of wrestling that they really want and for the kind of wrestling they have been getting, they've been very nice about giving everybody passes because it's the COVID era. Well, what do you expect them to do? It's the COVID era. Well, slowly but surely, we're getting out of the COVID era. We're still there. Still there. I still have my mask over here, sitting here and, and all that jazz. But we're slowly getting out of it. So I'm hoping that we have an opportunity to do better as performers, that we challenge ourselves. Saul says do better storylines and better booking. How about we do storylines? There's an idea. There's a thought. How about we get creative and pull people in with some ideas that they can follow, they can keep track of. You know, back in the day when they did storylines and territories, the only way you were able to keep up with the storylines is if you went to every single event, didn't miss one, and if you did, you'd have to get word of mouth from somebody who was there. We don't have that opportunity anymore. All those videos that I posted recently, I did that shit from my house. I just got creative and just thought outside the box and used different methods and, and downloaded different clips and different audio, and I just fucking played with it. Play with it, guys. Tinker with the gimmicks. Tinker with the characters. Get some different outfits. Try anything. Let's give these people something different. Something different that you've, something different from what you've been doing this whole time. There's a lot of talented people in the independent wrestling, and I wish that they showed that talent more. There's so many people who hold back their creativity because they're afraid of what the fans are going to think or if they're going to lose fans or lose bookings. Fuck all that. Risk it. Risk it. What else are we bumping for than to get all of this creative output out there? And if people like it, they like it. If they don't like it, you try. But to just continuously keep playing it safe and doing the same thing over and over and over and then waking up one morning and being the 12-year vet who didn't leave the city just seems to me like a gigantic waste of time. I don't have that kind of time. I got a wife. I got a kid. I got two jobs and the wrestling thing. I'm busy as fuck. So... I'm going to do absolutely everything I possibly can to get my name out there and to get the name of the people that I'm working with out there so that we can further better our careers ourselves and the business. Thank you, Saul. I, I, I'm trying to be a better, an, an awesome editor. He just said, you're an, uh, Saul said, you're an awesome editor. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to put the effort in because I want to entertain as many people as I can from as many different facets as I can. So I do the podcast, I do wrestling shows, I edit the videos for the wrestlers that I'm working with, I do editing for shows that I'm not on. <laughs> I have to sit down and watch a wrestling show to critique commentary right now. I, 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 I work a full-time job, I have a family that I have to do shit with all the time. I'm sleeping four or five hours a night, every night. But that's what I want to do, and I push myself every time to do that. And I'm not saying that all of you need to load your plate the way that I have, 
But challenge yourself. Try to do something better. You know? That's it. That's my state of the indie address. I just want people to do better, to be better, and give the fans something different, something they're excited to go see, something they're willing to put the mask on and social distance and risk to go to the building and watch. I don't want wrestling fans to risk getting sick going to wrestling to watch subpar shit. Give them seven or eight great fucking matches. Let them pay their hard-earned money and put their health at risk for something awesome. Isn't that a great idea? Let's fucking do that. Please. So, that's my rant. That's my State of the Indie address. I loved being back here live with you guys. Thank you so much for participating with this show and, and giving me the feedback that you guys did. This was a whole lot of fun. I'm tempted to do it again in two weeks. I, I know that for a fact I definitely can't. But uh, I'm going to try to do it again in two weeks. Oh, one last thing before I go that I'm going to hit the button. I made a post the other day about the opportunity of maybe thinking of getting a co-host for this show full-time because I love the interaction of going back and forth, but I can't go live all the time. So there was some talk about maybe bringing in a co-host full-time and better da 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 Well, the talks got serious, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We're going to get a co-host for the show. Uh... I mean, look at the calendar here just to give you an idea, a timeline of what we're talking about here, just so it's out there and everyone knows what's going on. So today is the 26th, it's episode 158. Next week, I told you we are doing an interview for Mike Donovan. That is going to be the third. Uh, oh, I'm looking at this now, and I am going live in two weeks. I'm going live not Saturday, but Sunday this time, Sunday the 11th. I'm going live because that's October 11th, and that is my three-year anniversary show. I forgot that it was coming up so soon. But yes, next week is an interview, and then Sunday the 11th, I'm going live for the three-year anniversary show. And on that show will be the debut of my new co-host. We're going to do that show together. We're going to have possibly some other guests, if possible, some surprises. Uh, I've talked to a few people who might be able to do a little something uh, for the show for me. So that should be interesting. But three-year anniversary, guys. This will be my third year doing this show, October 11th. So that's what it's going to be. Next week, I'm going to upload the interview. And then October 11th, Sunday, I'll put out posts. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do an invite group so you guys have some reminders. But, uh, yeah. Are you doing a giveaway? Yes. Saul, yes. I was going to do one for Jeopardy, but I had to postpone that. But for the three-year anniversary show, absolutely. Every anniversary show, I do some giveaways. We're going to do it again on uh, in two weeks. On the 11th, there will be some some giveaways. Shirts, possibly some other things. Uh, but definitely going to give you guys an opportunity to do some stuff there. So, yes. thank Good question. I know everybody wants free shit, and free shit is what you shall have. Uh, it won't be a game-related thing. I I don't think. I don't know how creative I'm going to get with the shirts. But I do remember the last time. I'll figure it out. But we're definitely doing some giveaways. Thank you so much, Sal. Happy uh, three-year anniversary, he says. Thank you. Yeah, three years and two weeks. So I get a two-week break because I already filmed. I already recorded last week, next week's episode. So I get a break. So cool. Two-week break, and then we're back to the shit live October 11th. Please check out next week's interview. It's a really good interview. He's a great wrestler, humble dude. You guys are going to really enjoy his story. It's a great story. It's 
really awesome. And it was fun to talk to him. It's one of the shorter interviews, too. We only did an hour. So it's a good show. It's a good time. It'll kill some time for you. It's a good listen. Check it out next week. This was episode 158. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 158, y'all. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.